presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 10. That's right, the final episode of season one of the Wise Words podcast. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt, Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best insights and analysis on the market from some of the brightest and sharpest minds in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, my friends, our 10th guest for the final episode of season one of Wise Words. Can't even believe I'm saying that. It's wild. We've already been doing this for you guys for 10 weeks. This guy, his name precedes himself in our industry. I don't really need to introduce him like I do all of our guests, but I'm going to anyway. But before I do that, let me bring on in the man who sits to my left on this here pod, just like he does on every episode of the Talk in the Line podcast, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know him as the man, the myth, and the degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let's not forget the TTL resident South Cider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing fantastic over here on my side of things. It's not uh, the typical Victory Monday as I've been uh, gloating about for the last seven or eight weeks or whatever it is. But hey, you know, it was Jordan Love season. It's a cold winter in Jordan Love season right now. But, uh, you know, once we get our guy back MVP, these Victory Mondays will be flowing and I can gloat again. I'm not taking this one uh, on the chin too hard, so... You know, I'm ready to get rocking and rolling, man. I'm excited to talk to this guy. We haven't gotten to talk too much to him, obviously. So let's get rocking and roll with it, dude. Absolutely. Well, let me give you my rationale real quick. Yes, it is Monday. Time of recording. Bears are playing the Steelers. I am mm. obviously not wearing the Bears stuff I was wearing on our daily show this morning. Heaven forbid anything were to happen for my boys tonight. <laughs> I don't want to look like a complete jaggaloon. not that brave, huh? Come Wednesday afternoon. I am not that brave, but I will <laughs> be repping the boys tonight. Hopefully... Good news come Wednesday. All that being said, my friend, let's get it started. I can't wait to talk to our next guest, our 10th guest that's ready to dish out some wise words. My friends, he is a legend in the sports gambling industry. He is the on-air host for the MLB and NFL shows on SBRSportsPicks.com. You can also catch him on SiriusXM Channel 159 and Sports Grid TV for his daily show, The Early Line with co-host Kevin Walsh, who you just might see gracing us with his presence here sometime soon, as well as a betting expert and contributor for Pub sports radio ladies and gentlemen it is my pleasure to welcome in sports betting analyst and content creator that hails from south jersey but is a philly man to the core 
daily deliverer of some of the best insights and analysis on the market right now. And my friends, a man who rarely finds himself on the wrong side of things. Mr. Donnie, right side, Seymour. Now, that was fantastic right there, Colton. Now, can, yeah, can I bring you on to every single show when I'm about to appear there to get that type of uh, welcome and fantastic stuff? Happy to be here as always. And also, yeah, the season finale, don't you always save the best for last? Hey, I appreciate it. exactly. That, that is absolutely what we were thinking, save the best for last. And hey, my pleasure, my friends. It seems to me that I have might have found my niche in the industry. I don't need to keep creating content. I don't need to keep making shows or anything like that. I just go hang out with all the guys who've already made it in the industry, and I'll just do their introductions for the rest of my life. I'm set. Residuals. All residuals all day for you, Colt. That is the game plan. There you go. There you go. How are things going on your end of the world today, Donnie? Doing very good, man, and I'm glad to be on you guys talking here on a Monday afternoon. It's a lot of fun in being in this industry, but it's always good to see. Every show I go on, you can tell the passion and what the people are actually providing to the and to the uh, public out here. Both of you guys do a great job doing that. Happy to come on and have some fun here with you two today. Awesome, Donnie. Well, we appreciate those kind words coming from you. That means a million, so thank you, thank you, thank you, my friend. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right on into it. Uh, first things first. You know, probably going to ask something along these lines. So a little bit of a softball, maybe a uh, a curveball, you being the MLB guy. Maybe not too much of a curveball. Mm. Maybe one of those nice, slow, 80-mile-an-hour fastballs yeah. before you get into the major leagues. So um, what got you into sports betting in general? How'd you get your start? And what is the biggest thing that you've seen, biggest change since entering the market? Yeah, I've loved sports my entire life, which is how most people get into the content business and the sports gambling business. Been a gambler my whole life. Now, look, legal gambling has only been around for just a couple years, but everybody knows a bookie, the corner guy, and growing up in the 80s and the 90s and all through college, you know, everybody has an outlet that they can get down to, and it's always been a lot of fun. Now, the differences between now and then was we used to open up the paper and check the lines for that day, and you would call a recorded message, wherever your bookie was, and say, give me the Philadelphia Eagles at minus three and a half, because that's the line for the entire day, and that's what you got it on. Now, fast forward to the 21st century here of sports gambling. You can get down just about anywhere, and most of the times they are legal. But having said that, you know, being in the content business, I've been doing content for about 10 years, a little bit over 10 years now, but I consider myself self-made in this business. You know, I went to school and got a Bachelor of Arts in History. I was supposed to be a teacher, wound up in finance, owned a couple, you know, hoagie shops, and then found my way into the content business. So I am 44 years old, even though if I look a little bit younger, you know, 28, 29 years <laughs> hey, old. I've been around, <laughs> yeah, I've been around the block a few times here, but it's a great business to be in. But, you know, when they talk about, like, oh, overnight sensation, wow, you got to the level. Trust me, there were a lot of times, guys, where I was doing shows and podcasts on Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio where I didn't know if one person was even listening to me or who that one person might have been. Practice makes perfect, but if you have a passion for this business and you want to succeed, you can certainly do it there. So that's pretty much my background story there. I love that, and uh, definitely that answer how you closed it. I mean, we we share that with our audience all the time because obviously we were kind of self, we're obviously self made in the business too, and slowly coming up, making the connections, building the network. That's what it's all about. And I always try to preach, man, if you guys are chasing a dream, chasing a passion, even outside of media and sports betting, if you got something you love, go chase it. It is possible. You just got to work at it and get up every morning and keep getting it. So I appreciate that. I love that, Donnie. What do you got, partner? All right, Daddy. So getting into uh, a little bit of uh, some current day gambling uh, perspectives, I've been following you a little bit. You you like to play some boosts on FanDuel. Love is it. that what's the uh, so what's the process there? Because I know Colton and I we try to pick out the ones that we think are definitely not going to hit and stay far away. What's the process for that? And was it a feeling out process? Because obviously you just mentioned you you can 
open up the paper and say, oh, you can get odds boost for the Eagles win by plus 150 today. What kind of feeling out process was that when you finally started doing those? Yeah, Riley, it's a great question you bring up because I got to ask this question a lot. Now, the reason why most of the FanDuel stuff is we're sponsored by FanDuel on the early line. But I think to me, the best legal sports book for offering those opportunities and in-game wagering would be on FanDuel. And I'm going to explain it to you in a second. And your prognosis is correct here. You can't just go out and bet every single odds boost. They're boosted there for a reason. There's a max of $50 for a reason because they're giving you, you know, the minus 120s boosted the plus 150s, which if you're an oddsman, as me and Kevin like to always joke on the early line, that's what you do. You shop for the yeah. best odds. So let me say, if, hey, if this odds are really plus 100, you're going to give me plus 175, and it makes sense. You have to do it. Now, you can't just take each and every one. You have to pick and choose and do it. And sometimes the bets that we have more content-driven where the three-by-two wagers in the NBA, we get such a kick out of those live on the air because you're rooting for th- – for two three-point shots in the first three minutes of an NBA game that's on TV. Now, people mm-hmm. will tell you, like, hey, what's the cap on it? There is no cap on that. <laughs> that's strictly a fun yeah. bet that you put in, you cheer it on, and yeah. if it hits 50% of the time at plus money, you are in. But there are some other odds boosts out there that make some sense. Like tonight, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears tonight. Minus seven is the game, note right here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There is an odds boost that gives you between one to 13 points if the Steelers win, and I believe it's boosted up to plus 150 or 160. Those make sense there, but you're so right, Ragley. If you're going on and just betting every single one blind, you are going to lose money long term. But if you have an actual cap on some of those where you can get a decided advantage, they're fun bets to put in. But as I said before, there are some bets that are just strictly, this is so much fun, I have to get involved in, and that's why we take those bets. Yeah. Right. I love finding the ones that are the good ones because they are entertaining as well. It yes. seems like the ones that are more so this team and this team to win, there's at least one type of trap in those. Would you agree with that? Of course. Yeah, you saw it yesterday, right? They had the uh, one of the odds boosts was, you know, included the Buffalo Bills at minus seven and a half. And there's like, I think maybe that entire boost lost each and every way, which would have been hilarious right. to see yeah. what the opposite <laughs> side of that payout would be. But you are correct. Some of those where they pop up, it's like, yeah, you know what? I really don't know about that mm. one right there. Right. Most definitely. Most I'm definitely. glad you mentioned that too, partner, because, yeah, we uh, sometimes we try and almost reverse cap and like, OK, let's yes. see what do they have posted <laughs> first? All right. Yeah, yeah let's avoid yeah. those games at all costs. Correct. please. Yeah. Correct. So kind of segueing on that, I ask every single one of our guests this because everybody has a different process. Everybody has kind of a different state of mind when they go about betting themselves. So let me ask you this, Donnie. What is the number one piece of advice you would give the brand new better, whether they just walked into a brick and mortar facility or downloaded XYZ Sportsbook, let's say FanDuel, and are getting ready to hammer in bets left, right, and center, but also the Daily Degenerate can take note of as well? Everybody is different in this business here, from whether you're giving content to whether you're just at home and you open up your laptop on Sunday morning, let's just say, to uh, you know, fire some NFL wagers in. You have to get to know the statistics that work with you work with yourself first, which means, like, let's just say Major League Baseball. I love fan graphs. There are a trillion mm. statistics on there that can confuse just the average person. And I was the same way. The first time I opened up and take a look at analytical stuff, like, what, what is going on here? Oh, I follow this one, this one. Trial by error over a couple of years. And case in mm. point with this, which is very, like, I love the NFL. I do very well in the NFL. I don't bet the first two weeks of the NFL. Now, I'll get to a little bit of a backlog. I, I have a service, rightwager.com, which I don't have anymore, which is because I've been done, doing so well in the content business that I like to give everything out for free, share the information, and it's so much, much more fun like that. But when you're trying to get in and see what works here for myself over the years, and the same thing in baseball, I found myself losing more money than anything in weeks one and two of the NFL. Why is that? 
you don't have a background of information to say like, oh, they were good last year, but what happened week one? Why did this team get upset week mm -hmm. one? And then we call it overreaction into week two. So even when I ran a service, guys, I wouldn't take any money or anything for the first two weeks, which is ludicrous. That's where most people make the most of their money in the betting industry by saying, hey, game one, everybody's excited. And I learned over the years, I can't make you money over the first two weeks, or at least it's 50-50 and choppy. Once we get to week three and beyond, that's where we lock in. The same thing with Major League Baseball. Imagine running a service and telling your clients, I don't bet a single game in April. That's 30 days. They're going to play 30 <laughs> days, the Philadelphia Phillies, and I don't have a single wager because I honestly don't have an advantage until we get a lump sum of statistics moving forward. So that's the best thing I can say is find the stats that you are comfortable with and use them because somebody else likes to use analytics, somebody likes to use ERA, somebody uses XFIP, somebody uses DVOA, somebody just mm. uses straight up you know, it numbers of how they do against the run. Mm. Find your niche and stick to it and work it to your advantage. Absolutely. And I can really, um, really attest to that because I'm a numbers guy. I love the analytics. That's what got me into sports betting is really just mm -hmm. why are these numbers the way they are? And then you start getting into some of those deeper ones. You mentioned fan graphs and we found that uh, pretty not back in MLB season, but going through some of those that you first see and it's just like, holy cow, what do I do with yeah. some of this stuff? But the more you get into it, the more you start to divulge, what does this information mean? I mean, it plays so large into uh, placing your bets. I will definitely have some more MLB questions for you later. So stick a pin in that and partner, keep it rolling. Yeah, sticking with the NFL then, I, I've noticed uh, team totals are one of your uh, more frequent plays. Uh, do you see more of an edge with those as opposed to maybe spreads or totals or is that, or is it all three or have, have you found an edge with team totals? It's a great question you bring up. Now, also, you know, the other, the other part of advice that I give is be a chameleon in the business. Well, Donnie, what does that actually mean? Be willing to change and adapt with the times. A couple years ago, team totals were not a thing that we looked at. Legalized sports gambling wasn't around. Offshore books, local bookies, they didn't really offer that one bit. So we're betting usually, you know, first half wagers. We're betting full game spreads here, totals, and just leading at that. I've really found the niche, and this includes all sports here. Very rarely will you see me give out a best bet, which I'm 12-4 and four in the NFL this year, which had a great season last year in the high 60s, just giving out team totals. It's been about two and a half years where I bet nothing but team totals when I give a wager out. People say, well, why would that be? You know, you used to have good success taking the first half or the full game. What changed here for you? With the advent of so many different ways to find information on teams, I find it this way. If you take a look at one football game here how many you're looking at the total so you need a good quarterback on this side good quarterback on the other side a average defense here not so good defense here which is four components to the game overall when you're taking a team total you know what i care about guys my quarterback my offense versus your defense i don't care what goes on on the other side of the football and how many times do you see in an nfl game where they call it the witching hour in the red zone which means mm -hmm. you have a line you're up 10 points you just need your team to win the game they just lost by four i don't know how mm -hmm. it happened well, here's the best part about team totals. Once you hit your team total, it's over. Yesterday, I had the, had the Minnesota Vikings, uh, 20 and a half minus 150. It was a little bit juicy at the Caesars Sportsbook. The opening kickoff of the second half cashed that ticket in for me. I didn't have to sweat the game in overtime. I was already <laughs> tuned out and back to another game saying, you can't yeah. take it away. It's already in the door. It's the same thing with Major League Baseball. When you take a look overall at a game yourself, and I bet a team total, once my team, let's just say, is at four and a half, they hit their fifth run in the seventh inning, and the game goes into extra innings, and they lose the game. I don't care. I've already been paid out there. So there's a lot of theories that go behind it where even though you have a really good cap of a game and it just doesn't work out, at least you know what the team total. If you get that number, they can't take it away from you. Yeah, most definitely. Would you say the MLB has more value than the NFL or is it, it neither way just doesn't make a difference? They're both uh, pretty valuable. 
I, I, I think in Major League Baseball a little bit more because there's a lot okay. of other circumstances you can factor yeah. into, right? Because you're betting against a starting pitcher, and then you're saying, yeah. okay, how's my lineup going to do? And then, hey, mm-hmm. this team, like my Philadelphia Phillies with a terrible bullpen, if I need a team total of five, I'm only a two in the sixth inning, I still got a really good shot to get over that team right. total. So baseball is a little bit more built-in advantages there, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's what kind of where I was expecting you to go. And also, Colton and I, of all of our sports that we bet on, MLB is the one where we typically need them, uh, you know, a little bit more extra advice. That was our uh, rough, roughest season of the last 365 days, for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, we learned quick, fast, and in a hurry how volatile and just how fickle MLB can be on a day-to-day yeah. basis. So speaking of on a day-to-day basis, going to stick with one more kind of all-encompassing mm-hmm. uh, sports betting question for you, Donnie. This time of the year can get a little wild, a little tricky. We got college basketball starting on Tuesday. We got NFL all over the map. We got college football. Now it's matching Tuesday through Thursday, mm-hmm. then Friday. Saturday. I mean, it's all over the map. We know the action that's going on. What would be some advice that you would give um, just the betters today with so much action on the daily boards? What's some of the best advice you think you could give to those betters? You can enjoy all the sports, right? But you have to sort of compartmentalize what you do best. And the reason I'm going to bring this up again, like being in the business for a while, I used to give out on my service college football. And after a while, I find myself going, you know what? I'm not profitable in college football, which means I'm not killing it. I'm not doing well. I'm sort of, you know, betting just to hopefully win some money on Saturday for my clients and then on Sunday flip it over and hopefully do really well in the NFL. So Mm -hmm. I dropped handicapping. I love – I played college football. I love college football. I watch it all the time. But you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. If your edge isn't as big in college football, why continue to bet it? So all I did was flip it over and say, I'm going to shut down college football, spend way more time in the NFL, and it's worked wonders for me, absolute wonders. I don't cap the NHL. I don't cap the NBA. The sports that I get after are college basketball team totals, NFL team totals and baseball team totals. So where you're getting my drift here is we'll go all the way. Let's just say baseball's over for all intents and purposes, October. You got football that carries me all the way up. I don't even start team totals in college until January and mid-January and sometimes even closer to February till these teams get into conference play. And then it allows me to go right to baseball. So I have all my focus on basically one sport at a time. And it makes it so much easier to be profitable than saying, okay, I got to cap NBA, NHL, college basketball, NBA. And yes, there's action tonight oh yeah and an nfl game on thursday coming up i have to get ready for it just keep mm-hmm. it simple and you'll be better off long term definitely and uh, you also got to know when to uh, walk away and when to run oh, so yeah. i 150 <laughs> percent concur with that huge kenny rogers fan so you're there speaking you go, my language um outside of that i i think that's absolutely so key because when we first got started in the industry i mean we tried to start ripping nhl and mlb and nfl yep. and everything in between and you can get so lost in the sauce for lack of a better term of just almost analysis paralysis of just all these different things and then you end up making a play that you wouldn't have if that's only the sport that you were focusing on. So I really, really appreciate that. That is definitely some uh, wise words down there. What do you got, partner? <laughs> so sticking with baseball, Donnie, as far as when you're making your plays on a daily basis, how yeah. much of it are you betting on or against whether it's a certain pitcher or a certain team's regression? Because I know, you know, we got trapped into the moment of, oh, this team's five in a row, they're playing hot, this team's lost five in a row, they're ice cold, we got to take this side. Is a lot a lot of regression uh, cooked into what you're doing on a daily basis for baseball? There is regression, but not so much from team to team. Since I'm a team okay. total guy, I can give you a different perspective on what I would look at. Because a lot of people will say, ride the streaks in Major League Baseball, ride the streaks in NFL. This team is hot. You know, maybe their batting, their lineup going up against lefties isn't all that good. But 
Hmm. They're hot, and over the past two games against lefties, they've sort of scorched the earth and got after it. I don't necessarily look at that. So when I'm going, you know, time to time to time in Major League Baseball and what I look for regression-wise, I love to use ERA versus XFIP. And what that means is you're going to say, what's the underlying factors that's going on here? Because you can say, this pitcher is having a bad month. I thought, he, wait a minute, six innings, one earned run. The next outing, seven innings, two earned runs. Why are you saying this guy is due to get exploded on? Because why? Maybe he's walking too many batters. Maybe he's getting extra help from his fielding. Maybe he's playing in ballparks like, let's just say, Dodger Stadium or Oracle Park out in San Francisco, as opposed to playing in Colorado or Philadelphia, some of the small ballparks here on the East Coast, Yankee Stadium or Boston. So I'd love to take a look at that and say, why is this pitcher due to get beat? Because that's where you find the undervalue lying on numbers. Meaning, if you're coming into the game and this guy is a two ERA, which I don't use ERA for capping purposes, but I like to use it because it's a common statistic. So if you say this guy's ERA is 2.5, but his XFIP, which is uh, fielding independent of, of uh, uh, pitching, which means it's taking away the defense. Strikeouts, hit batters, fly balls, home run balls, you can factor that all in. So mm. if he's getting lucky, sooner or later, it's going to come home to roost. And I love to take a look at regression purposes in that factor rally because if a pitcher's due to get exploded on, you're probably getting a good number and you can look like a genius once you finally call that out and it works. Yeah, most definitely. And I would, would you say from a batter's perspective, would BAPIP kind of factor into that type of regression from a batter's perspective as opposed to the pitcher's perspective? It does because, I mean, if, if you're making hard contact time and time again, eventually those base hits are going to come yeah. up. But if you see a guy with a, you know, a BAPIP number that's in the foot, like, now hold on. You can't be that lucky at this point yeah. because sooner or later those hard line drives you're getting for base hits, they'll eventually be caught at that point. But that is certainly right. one of those numbers you could take a look at as well. Right. That was kind of what we started to see towards the end of the season and we tried to pick up. And it's, you know, we started to improve because of it a little bit. But yeah, we essentially, that was the one sport over the last 365 where both of us had to just take ourselves completely out of it by September. Yep. So <laughs> love to hear some interesting thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, actually, I kind of want to keep segueing right where you kind of close it off there, Donnie. And I don't want you to give away your trade secrets. Mm -hmm. I don't want everybody to be the best handicapper in the world. And maybe I do <laughs> if we want to bankrupt FanDuel. Yeah. Either way, that I'll be instead. Now, when you go to look at an MLB game, what are some of yeah. those first few stats that you look at when you are handicapping those? Myself, personally, I looked at those ERAs and, and different things, yep. and you can just get so lost. What are some of those key numbers for you? Uh, Sierra number, skill, skill interactive ERA, which, again, you're looking at the underlying amount of what the pitcher is doing by himself on the mound because, really, it's a one-on-one -on -one sport. Like an NBA, hey, let's go one-on-one. -on -one. Baseball is one-on-one. -on -one. How's mm. that pitcher going to do against the batters? And the best thing about Major League Baseball is I know the nine batters, let's just say the American League, that are going to bat against this pitcher. You can look individualized of how they're doing, but it's Sierra numbers. It's XFIP numbers. It's XFIP minus numbers, which is a new number I incorporated this year. And what that means mm. is the underlying value of where this pitcher is actually pitching at so it takes into effect is again is he pitching down in miami in a giant cave of a ballpark or are you pitching at wrigley field where the wind is blowing out 90 percent of the nights that tells you the value of what that pitcher is actually doing and where he's doing that damage at and what ballpark because again when you take a look at a pitcher from colorado boy he's terrible no everybody is terrible when they're in colorado but how does that pitcher do when he goes out of Coors Field and goes to pitch in Dodger Stadium or pitch down in San Diego or out in San Francisco or even in Seattle, like some of the bigger ballparks out there? XFIP minus was a key introduction to me this year on Fangraphs that I used. It's a wonderful statistic. But the Sierras, the XFIP, and the XFIP minus, sign me up. They are wonderful statistics to use. Absolutely. And then as far as I was also thinking, too, I know you said ERA, maybe not as much more of the Sierra yeah. numbers more into it. Is bullpen ERA something that you want to take a look at, too, as far as the full length of the game? I know, 
you kind of like to stay out of that as far as the team totals or everything. But when you're looking at that, is that something you want to factor in or is sometimes that just as volatile as anything else? No, nope, it's always wonderful to factor in because you, you want the underlying because we, we don't actually know day to day to day in Major League Baseball who's going to be available. It'd be wonderful if the uh, you know coaching staff go, hey, by the way, these two closures aren't available. Neither is my setup guy. Whoa, we're going right, to get involved in right. this game. But they don't let you know that. So you have to take a generality of who's coming in. And just to give a, a, a simple like marker on that is the team that I always hated to go against and very rarely bet against was the Milwaukee Brewers because while Devin Williams was still pitching before he broke his hand and Josh Hader's on the back end, I used to say, okay, if I can get through the starting pitcher with two runs, guys, I don't know if those two guys are available tonight. If I can get a third or fourth run that I'm going to need, then again, mm -hmm. you're looking at the Reds bullpen, the, the Pirates bullpen, the Phillies bullpen, the Orioles bullpen, the gift that just keeps on giving where you say, <laughs> okay, bad pitcher on the mound to start the game, bad bullpen behind them. Hitters ballpark it down to Camden Yards. Those are the things that I look for. But absolutely, you have to look because if you have a lockdown bullpen and you say, hey, I got my four runs through five, but I still need another two runs late, you better believe it. Going against a bad bullpen really matters there, Cole. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I mean, the more we talk about it, it's just you really got to dig deep as to what numbers matter, because with it just being as volatile it is, and I mean, Mags will attest to this, we've, we weren't as tapped into an MLB season ever before in our lives. And I mean, even you can look at those <laughs> high level numbers and sometimes, and in the great words of our uh, friend at Sportsbook Consig, nobody knows yep. shit. They don't mean That's shit. Safe. And you just got to go right on through and keep going. So I'm glad you mentioned a lot of those. You could see me scribbling down notes, definitely adding mm -hmm. it to the tool belt when we <laughs> enter next MLB yep. season. So thank you, my friend. Partner, keep the train steaming down the tracks. All right, so flipping Love sports it. once again, Donnie. I know you're not much of an NBA guy, but I've seen you playing some of these yes. uh, same-game parlays. Oh. So the average person, the average fan <laughs> likes to do, and I'm guilty of it myself because they're they're enjoyable to play, uh, plus 400, plus 1,000, plus 2,000. I've been noticing you've been doing those four or five legs, uh, three-point scores, right around a plus yes. 100 odds. Are those underestimated yes. uh, for the average person? I, I love it because also, like, keep in mind, like, we do the in-play sports tonight, which is 7 to 10 o'clock, which is right in the middle of NBA games. It's yeah. awesome content stuff. But these more than the boost, let's just say the three-by-twos, which are pure luck. Whether they go down or sure. not, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Now, these have a little bit more thought process behind it. You know, three-point defense in the NBA. But there's so many good websites out here. Like, let's just say if you look at, like, a Roto Grinders or even Sports Grids has a great prop model that you have. So, sportsgrid.com. You can go to that and see, like, how many three-point shots they're estimated to make tonight. And again, if you know the NBA and you know the game, like, okay, this guy's going to play a little bit more tonight. This guy's on a back-to-back. -back. Let me try to get some value below. They're a lot of fun because as we know now, more than even so, even five years ago, everybody's a three-point shooter. So if you can try to get these guys that make sense, like James Harden to make two three-pointers tonight, like that's not hard to do. He should be able to do that. Steph Curry to make three three-pointers on a given night, not hard. Now, granted, if you just take them separately, they're not going to pay anything. Got to lay like minus 350 and 450 to get that. But if you can somehow find that little niche where one guy to make two, three guys to make one, $50 pays back, you know, $115 back, and you can mm -hmm. pick two of those out because theoretically, what do you need to do? It's content. You want to have fun, but you also want to win. So when you go one and one, typically, ah, I juiced out. No, you take it a little bit plus money. So when it does factor in at the end of the night, you win. And I've been doing very well to open the season for the first two weeks here just on taking those smaller options here. When last year during the playoffs, I got, it's always a joke that we have is, boy, I'm glad NBA season is over. Not because it's excited, but my bankroll exploded because I was betting, <laughs> like, hey, let's get a 14 to one to hit tonight. And it sounds yeah. great. And you do three or four of those at 50 bucks. 
bucks. Like, whoa, slow the train down here, right? So it is what it is. But there are ways that you can make money if you keep it in check and sort of grind out that season. Yeah, I agree with you. I found a little bit of success. That was one of my only things that I uh, found success with MLB-wise. You do the same with MLB as far as, like, this guy to get hit, correct? Yes, love it. It's fantastic yeah. stuff because we did it all the way up to the World Series. Like, imagine that. Like, even some of the odds used to come out. Like, Jose Altuve and Freddie Freeman each get one base hit. Sign me up every night. And it seemed like yeah. those would win all yeah. the time. But you're right. If you can get a good advantage, particularly with a road team where you know you're getting those full nine at-bats. So, Jose Altuve leading off on the road. He's probably going to get six at-bats to get one base hit and pair him up with Correa to get one base hit and basically pays anywhere between, for like, plus 105 to minus 120. Sensational mm -hmm. way to make money. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love him. I mean, I think that's the thing as far as people just, you know, they don't see that, oh, I'm not going to make $1,000 off this. I'm only going to make a handful, yep. you know, small little profit. And I think that's what yep. people got to get over. And I think, I'm, you know, we're starting to see a little bit, but I think we got to, uh, you know, push for those type of plays a little bit more here. No, you're right. And also keep like the simple prognosis. Everybody said, hey, man, I can't wait to sign up or I can't wait to listen to your plays. I said, here's, here's our goal for the end of the NFL season. It's not to buy a brand new house. It's not to buy a Mercedes Benz. It's to buy enough to maybe go on a vacation and enjoy your time for a couple thousand bucks. Like if I were to tell anybody, you're going to bet a lot of games. You're going to have fun. You're going to walk away with $2,500 by the time it's January. Who wouldn't sign up for that? You just yeah. have to limit your expectations on very few people sit down in a chair and have the stomach to say, I'm a full-time gambler in this business and be able to ride out the ebbs and flows before you burn out in six months. If you could take the approach of, I'm just trying to finish with a little bit more than I started, you'll be a winner at this thing long-term, no doubt about it. Well, Most I think definitely. we uh, I think we got over the hurdle there, Mags. We're uh, just a little over a year now, so let's keep rocking and rolling, huh, man? <laughs> what do you say? You made that? it. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, hey, Donnie, we uh, I'm sure we will have you on many more times from here on out. Love so we got plenty it. of other MLB stuff we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Let's flip gears just a little bit to the season we're in now. NFL. Everything's bananas. Bengals beat the Ravens two weeks ago. The Browns destroy the Bengals this past week. The Browns get destroyed by the Steelers the week before. What is going on? I have no idea. I'm trying to deduct it game by game, day by day, day by day. It just feels like everything is such a cluster right now. What are some key insights, key trends, whether good or bad, that you've kind of been able to pull so far from the season? Yeah, the one thing that you do want to look at, and I know a lot of people just try to like fade the public and see how that does. Long term, I don't really know if it would be profitable. Fading the public in the right spots here, right? Now, I would have to say this also coming into this past week. You know, I did the show this morning. We talked about some of these games and where they went haywire and how you can't sidetrack yourself. Don't let one weekend say, you know what, this doesn't make sense. I'm just going to go against the grain here because long term, you're not going to win money that way. Hmm. But, you know, the, the people that put the homework in, right, and say, you know what, I think Kyler Murray's probably going to sit this game out. You know, I think DeAndre Hopkins looks like the writing on the wall. He isn't going to play. So before the game, you know, it was minus three. The Arizona Cardinals opened up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, by game time, it was minus four 49ers. So let's just say you didn't even get the opening number at the plus three if you're looking to take you know, or the uh, minus three or whatever it was. Hmm. And you said, I'm going to wait on the week, but I still like San Francisco. And by the time it got down to a pick em, and you said, you know what, I got another clear picture that quarterback hasn't practiced all week. He's probably not going to play. You can't fault that because for me, I would have bet the 49ers. That was the right play for me to make saying, wait, all worldwide receiver, all world quarterback on the road, Colt McCoy is going to start. They win by 14 points. You have to take that out. Also the same case in point, like the Miami Dolphins, they're a bad football team. The Texans are a terrible football team. So when you take a look during the week here, wait a second, Tua Tagovailoa has a, has a throwing injury to his finger. And then on game day, hey, by the way, he's not playing. Jacoby Brissett's playing. 
Remember the last time Jacoby Brissett started 35 to nothing against the Buffalo Bills? Sign me up. Tyrod Taylor was wonderful to start the season. They end up getting beat as well. And then the night Sunday night football game. Derrick Henry's not playing. Whoa, blowout city. So even though that approach didn't work, long term, if you're saying, I can read the notes and get a better number than the closing line, and also I'm going to get a bonus where their star player might not play, it didn't work out this weekend. But trust me, doing your homework makes sense long term. Eventually, the title turns. So don't get discouraged if you lost money this weekend on some of those plays, because to me, they were the right ways to go. Well, that makes me feel a whole hell of a lot better because I uh, woke up on Monday and I said, son of a bitch. I mean, they yeah. felt like the right sides. I was uh -huh. there. Everything's moving. Yep. I make my balcony bets parlay. Everything feels great. Most views it ever gets on Twitter. <laughs> and then we get fucking crushed. And I yes, it just simply cannot be. It cannot be. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad you mentioned that because I think if you stick to your process long term, even when you go into those slumps, you go into those ruts, there's always that trend up. So I'm glad that's where you took it and uh, can definitely heed some words of advice from that. So, partner, what else you got, my friend? Lastly, for me, Donnie, I'm curious as far as we've been asking these this as far as some local, uh, you know, local personalities are concerned. Are you a guy that you know, pushes back on criticism that you get. Obviously, the more and more people enter the space, there's a lot more people that aren't as familiar, so they get pissed off when people that they're following lose. Uh, do you push back on it? Do you brush it off? How do you uh, how do you approach your criticism? It, it, it's a great point you bring up because, you know, when we used to talk about battling in this space, and it used to be a battle on old Twitter before gambling was legal, and you're just trying to find your name in this business. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of battle. And I, I was a part of it as well because when you're not used to the criticism, it sort of gets you. And it might be one person out of your followers that just shows up when you lose and writes something on your timeline. And I'm so far past it. And it's great. And as soon as you guys learn, if anybody out there is listening, nobody likes to be criticized in anything they do in life, whether it's a gambler, whether it's a school teacher, a college football coach, high school football coach, whatever it is. Nobody likes mm -hmm. it. So you are human when you see somebody, ah, you're a pitch stink. Why are you even on that radio show or TV show? You shouldn't be on there. You just have to brush that aside. But trust me, it took a long time to realize that you should be brushing it aside. But once you can realize it and move out of that space, it's a much more enjoyable experience. I'm 44 years old. I always say Twitter keeps me younger. So I like to get in a nice little <laughs> dust up here and argument from time to time. Don't get me wrong. But as soon as you learn that this is one guy or two guys, or even if it's 10 guys talking yeah. out of 100 million people on Twitter, just fade that noise here and keep doing what you do. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say I take it to, to you know, take it to my heart, like non lightly or whatever. The one that always interested me is like, for example, this didn't happen to me yesterday, but I had a solid day yesterday, but I took the Cowboys. Yeah. And, you know, when you make a play like that on a team like the Cowboys, that's when you get the most type of criticism, despite being fantastic everywhere else. It's the, oh, you didn't, you had the Cowboys minus 10. Are you kidding me? So that's, that's always just, I, I, it finally, I, I find it amazing how people still, find, you know, go out of their way to talk uh, talk shit like that. It drives me nuts. But the the best part about that rally is they'll only come out like at thirty to nothing. They'll be like, <laughs> I told yeah. you about that play. Where were you <laughs> right. in the first quarter when it was <laughs> right. zero zero before the right. game? Telling me that. So yeah, I hear right. you, brother. Sure enough, I can. Hey, I can definitely attest to that too. You know, hey, we always get chirped every once in a while, but it's just yeah, like, hey. Whatever it is, what it is, we're the ones that actually are not afraid to put our faces out there and say, hey, here's my plays, write it or uh, fade it. Either way you want to go, I'm sweating it out. So I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, closing it out from me here, Donnie, before we uh, get all of your information where we can uh, see all your shows, all your uh, social medias, everything like mm -hmm. that. Looking just briefly here at the uh, upcoming week NFL slate, we got yeah. week 10. A couple really stuck out to me as far as 
what the hell are these lines doing? So first one you mentioned, or uh, team you mentioned, Tennessee Titans open up as three-point yeah. favorites against the Saints. I put that a little bit closer to 5-6 after what we saw. Is the Saints defense going to rebound, or what are we kind of seeing there? Yeah, it's an interesting game that you bring up because you're also saying, you know, oh, the Titans, how can you win again here? It's probably such a big victory when they went to mm. L.A. Did you see the last four teams they've beaten? They're beating top-shelf teams yeah. week in, week yeah. out like it's old hat here. Now, you have to respond because last night the defense really stepped up. The offense didn't mm. have to do all that much. You didn't get a great ground attack, obviously, with Derrick Henry out. But at the same time, I always like to say also, keep things simple in your mind. Like if you say, what's the best thing you can do is, from capping from a perspective? One side, you have Ryan Tanner, who's a really good NFL quarterback. The other, you have Trevor Simeon. And you say it's a three-point game. You're expecting Trevor Simeon to go on the road and win this football game? Eh, but maybe Taysom Hill comes back, but he hasn't started a game in a mm. long time. If mm. you have the better quarterback with a home team and the line is three, there's no way, honestly, I'm looking towards the New Orleans Saints. I just can't do it. Absolutely. I agree with you there. The only thing that gave me pause when I first looked at it is how bad Vrabel has been as a home favorite yeah, so far true. of the that's Titans. True. So it's just like, yeah. uh, what do I do? But I like where yeah. you took that. And then another one. Uh, I just got two more. One more that mm -hmm. jumped off the screen at me after what we saw from both teams yesterday. Cleveland Browns laying two and a half going into New England. Both teams absolutely obliterating the competition. The Browns for the Bengals and the Patriots for the Panthers. Are the Bengals and the Panthers just dead, or are these two teams excellent? What should we expect here? A shootout ends in two points, or is it going to be another we got to back Cleveland as a road dog? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting game here, too, because take a look right now at the lines. Minus one and a half look like they're popping up across the board mm -hmm. here for New England. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things. Do you trust Mac Jones? I like the direction that the New England Patriots are going. They've shown okay. they can be, be able to run it up with the New York Jets. They've right. shown the ability to go on the road against a good football team in the Chargers and then bounce back with one of those games where, hey, maybe it's a little letdown scenario, and they blew the Carolina Panthers out of the water. New mm. England is still a tough place to play, even though Tom Brady isn't there. And they haven't shown that they can win at a big clip like Tom Brady did under Bill Belichick check now you're looking at mac jones but i gotta say the formula is so right for cleveland right now you have the distraction out of the way in obj you have wide receivers like donovan people jones that can mm. step right in you saw that big 60-yard touchdown and if you give me a somewhat healthy offensive line and nick chubb you sign me up all over the place to be in these type of ball games because yeah. i don't know if mac jones can throw you to victory in this game he's going to be under duress i love the cleveland browns and as long as you have a competent under center baker mayfield who seems like he's getting healthier now and stays under wraps i like the cleveland browns i really do it's kind of where i was too and you said it there with baker as long as this past week against the Bengals wasn't just a battle for ohio fu odell we're yes. gonna do it in spite of you game then i'm all in give me the two and a half give me a yeah. sprinkle on the money line just like i did this past yep. week and then last game for me that is very intriguing because i've been back in the minnesota vikings in this spot but it seems now that who knows what the Vikings are going to start doing and are they going to be that dog that goes to overtime to die. Chargers open up as two and a half point favorites at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Am I off base saying that the Vikings are worth a look because of what they've been doing so far this year and the Chargers barely getting that cover against the Eagles or are the Chargers back? They're about to roll. Vikings are always worth a look when they're the underdog. When they're asked to perform in favor by six to seven points, they're a complete no-no with Kirk Cousins. But mm -hmm. as you said, you're going on the road here, second game. You're not going to have to worry about any single you know, weather conditions because it's going to be in a dome. And keep in mind, Minnesota does play in a dome at home, so they're used to those. You also have Dalvin Cook, who looked extremely quick again yesterday. Now he's going to be on turf. So in this game, I actually look more towards points on both sides here. Mm -hmm. Love Justin Herbert. And if you get time to pass for Kirk Cousins, he can be effective with those two wide receivers with Thielen and also 
with Justin Jefferson. So my thought process on this, I probably wouldn't back Minnesota per se in this game as to win it, but uh, their team total probably has my interest. If you can get that one right around like that 24 number, buy it down mm. to 23 and a half, mm -hmm. there's no reason to believe they can't get that number. They got it in Baltimore. They should be able to get it against the Chargers, who aren't it as good a defense overall as the Baltimore Ravens. Definitely, Might be some yeah. desperation from them as well. Yeah. Yep. Most going definitely. for it on fourth down in that game. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure enough. I love it. There's definitely a million more games I could go through, but those are the ones that wanted to, I kind of wanted to hit on and some of the most intriguing storylines. I thought it'd be kind of cool to uh, for our viewers out there to, hey, let's kind of quick little live handicap. What are we feeling uh, going on mm -hmm. here Monday uh, time of recording? And then obviously you guys will see this on Wednesday, and then maybe we'll have some more opinions by Thursday after you see it. So appreciate that, Donnie. Thank you so much. Um, outside of that, partner, anything mm -hmm. I missed, anything I skipped, delayed hesitated on didn't get out anything in between no sir i got everything i needed <laughs> all right well sounds like a plan before we get you out of here donnie uh please if you could be mm -hmm. so kind where can we follow you on social media uh, i know you're on sports grid obviously you can see it behind you uh what time can we check all your shows everything like yep. that lay it on us Yep, Monday through Friday, Sports Grid Network, which is Sirius XM Channel 159. Also, you can see that on Apple TV. You know, there's a lot of digital outlets for the TV side of it. That is from 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Then both myself and Kevin do another show at night on Sports Grid, which is just on radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. And that is from 7 to 10 at night called In Play Sports Tonight on Sports Book Review. We do a show on Monday, which is today, coming up in about a couple hours here. Opening lines for Week 10. So, that you know, we're just outside of Week 9, already ramped up for Week 10 here. Then we we also do another show on Sunday called The Closing Line, which is from 12 to 1 p.m., and that's rate coinciding with kickoff. And then I also do my own show on my own YouTube channel, and that is Sports Betting with Donnie. That's at Friday at 6 p.m., just a roundup of the week in the NFL and what we're looking forward to on the weekend. So got a lot of good stuff going on, enjoying the content business. And, hey, as long as people are asking me to come on their shows, I must be doing something <laughs> right over here. So, all right. <laughs> A little something, something, little yeah. something, something for sure. So, hey, all of you, plenty of stuff, new things to add to your repertoire. Go check out Donnie and Kevin at the bare minimum. Go check out mm -hmm. the early line. Absolute electric show. I love it every single time. Uh, always have Sports Grid TV on during the day. Just trying to get any little bit of information or new kind of angle you can find. If I would recommend anywhere to go, I would definitely say there. So, glad we finally got to have uh, one of the uh, legends from Sports Grid on with us. <laughs> us here today donnie again thank you so much my friend uh your words to uh, a couple of guys just getting their start in the industry mean more than uh we can tell you so thank you thank you thank you and your time uh we are incredibly honored that uh, you grace us with your presence here today my friend awesome guys thank you colton and riley anytime you need me back on just ask here let's get after it you guys are two passionate people in the business i love to support that type of stuff Absolutely. Well, thank you, Donnie, from uh, both of us. We appreciate you. To all of you that decided to tune in here on this beautiful Wednesday, Wise Words Wednesday, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. And as always, partner, let's send them off. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>